A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, welcome to Natch Butte, the beauty comedy podcast where we laugh, we cry, and we cream. I am your host and your guide, Jackie J, also known colloquially as the beauty talk shock jock, your queen of creams, the host of the most serious, the freshest fringe on the West Coast, your favorite over 30 niche influencer, your kooky southern aunt. Welcome to Natch Butte. Oh, you know, listen, if you've heard this show before, you're now listening to a new Jackie. You're listening to a new version of me, the best version yet. The mother version. I've had a baby and I'm going to tell you all about being pregnant on this episode. And I know what you may be thinking. Um, hi, this is a beauty podcast. This is not a birth podcast. This isn't this isn't natch birth, honey. Are we gonna talk about serums and creams? Are we gonna hear about makeup? Are we gonna hear funny comedians telling us what pro- products they use? Yes, all those things are still going to happen, don't you worry. However, I had to get this experience out. I had to record it. And have it for my own records. But also I feel it could help some people out there. So I'm going to put it on the Nash Butte feed. And I would argue that Nash Butte is all about beauty and self-care. And what's more beautiful than pregnancy and birth and human beings being made? I mean, come on. It's a loose interpretation of the word butte. Really, it could be about anything. And I like to keep this show fresh. So this episode is going to be about my pregnancy. Next episode is going to be about giving birth and my experience with giving birth. And then we're going to go back to the regularly scheduled programs. I already have guests on the books ready to go. So don't worry if that's not a topic you're interested in. But a lot of us are. A lot of you are younger than me. I believe the biggest bracket of honeys is, what is it, 20 to 25? Something a lot younger than you would think. So there's a lot of young people listening right now who maybe want to have a baby someday. And you're thinking, what's it really like? Well, I'm going to tell you because here's something that I've learned, everybody. Amnesia is built into the experience of pregnancy and birth. And what I mean by that is if you ask someone who's had a baby, ask someone who was pregnant what it is like, unless you ask them during or right after, they're not going to give you the real answer because they're going to forget how bad it was. That's built into the experience. It's an evolutionary tactic because you ever wonder why does somebody have so many kids? It's because they forgot how bad it was. And our brains do that on purpose so that we continue to procreate and continue the human race. Because if everyone remembered the experience how it really was, nobody would volunteer to do it again. And that's the truth. You can Google it if you want. I really think that's the truth. And now I should also preface this with saying that this episode is going to be extremely personal. And I am not an expert. I am not a doctor. I am not trained. I'm not a trained midwife. I'm not a doula. I have no certifications in terms of birth, education, medical, anything. So I'm going to just give you my personal experience. Obviously, check in with your medical professional of choice before you do anything I do or take any of my recs or anything like that. And I also just want to say that if any of the following topics 
trigger you or make you uncomfortable. I don't want to do that. So just know that I'm about to talk about bodies. I'm about to talk about changing bodies, growing bodies, babies growing inside of a person, bodily functions. And I have to be honest, I'm going to be talking about my pussy, my pussy, my pussy. Okay. I'm going to be talking about my pussy changing. Okay. I'm going to be talking about what happens to your pussy when you give birth from your pussy. So again, pussy, pussy, pussy. If that makes you uncomfortable, I get it. Maybe don't listen to this, okay? Or maybe when I start talking about vaginal changes and prep for birth in this episode, you change the channel, okay? Go listen to something else. I'm going to talk about feelings. I'm going to talk about motherhood. I hope I give as many trigger warnings as I cover because I really don't want to upset anybody. I realize this topic is very sensitive. So proceed with caution, please. And I'm sending you a hug. It's going to be really personal and... If that upsets you, this topic, I completely get it. And I just want to say I love you and I'm sorry. And feel free to just listen to the next episode when I get back to the show. Because I'm not trying to upset any honeys. And I have to be honest with you about the content. And with that in mind, let's continue the episode. So, if you're curious about how I got pregnant, and why and when and all of that. I actually recorded an episode at the end of last year and it's called Getting Pregnant with Jackie J. So that covers that whole topic because I did ask the honeys for questions and some of y'all asked me about fertility and things like that. Go back and listen to that episode if you want all the information on that. And I will say I got extremely positive feedback on that episode I even heard from a few people in my life that it was the best podcast episode they've ever heard, which, listen, Obama on Mark Maron? I don't know. Who is she? I'm just saying people enjoyed it. So go back and listen to that if you... And also, oh my God, I got a DM from one of y'all that you got pregnant from the tips I used in that episode. And again, we all have our own fertility and things going on in our bodies, but I will say... I was given some advice that made it work for me and it apparently worked for one of you. So I don't know. So we're going to start with skincare and products because this is niche food after all. And when you find out you're pregnant, it can be a little scary because now you are a vessel for life and you're thinking, what do I do? Everything I do, everything I consume, everything I put on my skin is now going to be absorbed by this little entity that's inside of me. So it can be a little scary and you want to make sure that you're using products that are healthy for the baby and safe for your pregnancy. And this was a huge neurosis of mine. Luckily, I'm Jackie J and I had already switched to quote unquote clean beauty products in prep for having a child. So I found some good stuff that I'm going to share with y'all. Okay. Now, typically, We say, oh, you want to use retinol, you want to use all of these products to really keep your skin looking fresh and snatched and bright, but you have to stop using a lot of that stuff. So I decided I was going to take this time as an opportunity to just go really nat, really simple, and just take a break from all of that stuff. Catherine Burns, my bestie, she got all my products. I drove over to her house with a box and I gave her all my shit. I gave her my little... AHA, BHA pads. I gave her all my toners. I gave her my retinols. I gave her everything. And now some of that stuff probably is fine for pregnancy, but I took the opportunity to just really go natch. So this is what I stuck with. 
I love a mist, as y'all know. I loved misting throughout my pregnancy. It was really nice and refreshing. It helped keep my skin supple throughout the day. My favorite mists of choice. We love the Osea Sea Minerals. I love a good just regular rose water. And I did use the Tower 28. I said on Nashville that the Tower 28 spray smelled like jizz to me. And I'm happy to report that postpartum, the jizz smell doesn't bother me. I think it was just my pregnancy nose. So something to keep in mind, when you're pregnant, your nose is extremely sensitive. So I recommend using things that are unscented in your skincare routine because you don't know what scent is going to make you sick and nauseous. And this goes for if you want to buy presents for any of your pregnant friends, get them the Sea Minerals Mist from Osea, something with no scent because scents can be a bother. I will say though, now that Tower 28 spray is like literally my favorite thing. Now that I don't have the pregnancy nose anymore, it doesn't smell like jizz to me. It's actually extremely moisturizing and refreshing and I absolutely love it. So something to keep in mind. Cleanser. I used all kinds of cleansers when I was pregnant. Cleansers don't stay on very long. So it's not something you have to be really neurotic about. So maybe your cleanser that you're already using is fine. Cleansers that I used while pregnant, I love an oil cleanser. I used the Tatcha oil cleanser and I used the Coco Kind AHA cleanser. And that is because I saw it on Instagram. My other pregnant friend was using it and I do everything she says. Her name is Celeste Thomas. She's been on Natribute. She is a registered nurse slash skincare natural enthusiast. And she had a baby just about a month, two months before me. So I follow everything she does. I use a hyaluronic acid serum. And I used mainly the Sweet Chef, which I've talked about on Nashville. It's $20 and you get it at Target. And I think it works just as well as any of the fancy schmancy expensive ones. I really, really like it. In terms of skincare actives, the two things you can use while pregnant are azelaic acid and lactic acid. I used both of the ones from The Ordinary. And when Chemist Confessions were on, they weren't. they didn't seem too excited about me using The Ordinary, so... I've always considered it to be a respected brand. I will say the Inky List, I believe, also has versions of those. And the Inky List is extremely respected and also has a great price. So check those out. And also, you know we love a sunscreen on Attribute. You've got to use sunscreen and you absolutely have to use a mineral sunscreen. Now, I have pregnant friends that didn't do this. Do what you got to do. Talk to your doctor, okay? But I use mineral sunscreen, and I found a new one that I love so much, and I'm going to tell you all about it now. It's called Kinship, and it's one of those things that this has been around for a while, but I just now found out about it because, you know, your girl Jackie J only has so many hours of the day, and I, I just don't, I can't know everything, but this sunscreen is called Kinship Probiotic Moisturizing Sunscreen, Zinc Oxide SPF 32. It's best-selling. It was the Allure Award winner of 2021. So listen, everybody knows this is great, apparently. It won Best SPF from Allure, and it also won an award from Cosmo Holy Grail Beauty Awards Best SPF. So this is a, a highly decorated sunscreen. The reason I like it is because the texture is wonderful. It goes on smooth Sometimes mineral sunscreens can kind of go on sticky and tacky and they don't spread very well. It goes on completely smooth. It gives your skin this beautiful dewy look, really moisturizing, doesn't sting your eyes. That's another big one for me. If I get stingy eyes after a few minutes or because I'm a crier, 
if I cry a little bit for various reasons and my eyes sting, I know it's not good, but kinship is good. The price isn't bad. A 1.75 ounce bottle is $26 and a 3.5 ounce is $44. And you can always use discount codes, 10%, sign up for this, whatever. It's available at Credo. So I really like Credo because everything there is green and clean and you can kind of buy everything at once in one place. I love this sunscreen. If you're happen, if you look, if you're looking for a new sunscreen that is pregnancy safe, breastfeeding safe, slash just a mineral sunscreen, check out Kinship. And again, if you have a pregnant friend and you're like, how do I support her? What do I buy her? Buy her a, a bottle of this because it's important to cover yourself from that damn sun. And I really like this sunscreen. Okay, beauty products that I used while pregnant. This is basically my full routine now. Once again, Tower 28. I've been using a lot of their products. Their tinted moisturizer is fab. It is pretty thick coverage, though. So if you're like a super natchy natch gal, it might be a little bit too much coverage for you. But if you do like more of a foundation look, Tower 28 tinted moisturizer, we love it, okay? I've talked about the Say Beauty tinted moisturizer, S-A-I-E. It is at Sephora. It's a tiny bit less coverage than the Tower 28, so that might be a good option, kind of a middle ground. They also make a moisturizer with SPF that I really like, and I've been using that too, and I use it in conjunction with the tinted moisturizer. Sometimes I'll do a pump of each if I just want a light look, or if I want nothing at all, I just do the moisturizer with the SPF. So the Say Beauty brand, honey, it's really good. They have a great bronzer that I really like. And then I've been using the Merit Blush and Kosas Brow products. So the Kosas Brow Pencil and the Kosas Brow Gel. And of course, that Thrive Mascara, honey. Okay, it's wonderful. And I cry a lot during my pregnancy. I cried a lot. And I would always have to wipe away the little it's a tubing mascara, so the little tubes come off. It's much easier to get off than the smudgy mascaras that we all know. Also, it's a good time to start getting used to having an unscented deodorant. And that is because when you give birth, if you plan on breastfeeding, you cannot wear a deodorant with a scent because the baby literally has its head in the armpit and it doesn't like the smell. So you have to get really... And also... This is just a spoiler alert. You stink really bad after you have a baby because your body emits extra pheromones in order for the baby to find your breast. So you stink. Your armpits stink extra. So I would say if you're interested in breastfeeding to start really getting used to an unscented deodorant. Most brands make one, so I'm not going to shout any of them out. We've heard, you know, I'm a Schmitz gal myself. We love a native around here. Get an unscented deodorant and start kind of getting used to that. Now, belly care. I got a lot of questions about stretch marks. I'm going to be honest. I didn't get any stretch marks while I was pregnant. And is it because I did this amazing routine? I don't think so. I think it's just hormones and it's hereditary and it's just you either get them or you don't. I don't think you can really do much in terms of stopping them from coming if they're going to come. But I still did as much prep as I could in order to try and prevent them from happening. And if you get them, just know that your body is incredible. It is creating a life. And we'll get more into this in my postpartum episode. But be gentle and easy on yourself and really practice gratitude for what your body can do. And try not to get stressed or mad or upset at the changes that are happening. But that being said, I did do belly care. 
Okay, I did belly care. Mostly I use the Kooky Southern Ant Collection from Source Fatal, obviously my collab. I will say the Kooky Southern Ant Collection is almost gone. We're not going to renew it, I don't think. So if you didn't get it, you better get it now. And then you'll have this part of history in your life because it's going to come and go. It was a limited edition collab I did with Source Vital Apothecary. However, Source Vital, they have so many amazing products and I use some of their products during pregnancy that were recommended to me by Sophia who works there as a formulator and really helped me out. And I feel like it might have helped, but it was certainly a fabulous experience regardless. So I would use their lavender body wash, which is absolutely fabulous. And I would use their body cream And I would mix it with another product that they gave me. I had to go in my bathroom and make sure I was getting the right names of things to tell you. Okay. So this is what I used to prevent stretch marks. They're both Source Fatal products. I used their Aromatic Algae Extract, which is a body mist. It's a lavender and basil scented hydrating body mist. And it is not only a therapeutic experience in terms of the smell, but it says it's formulated to improve appearance of psoriasis, eczema, dermatitis, and stretch marks. So I would spray this all over my damn body when I would get out of the bath. And then their other product is the Immacule Elixir. I-M-M-A-C-U-L-E Elixir. And these are pregnancy safe you know, source vital. And it says, apply four to five drops twice daily to areas of concern. It also can be used to improve the look of scars. And I would mix it with the nourishing body cream, which is fabulous of theirs. So this is also a fabulous gift set if you wanted to get this for a pregnant person in your life. I don't know if this is what did it, but I didn't get any stretch marks. And I remember one of my OB appointments near the end, my doctor was like, wow, you don't even have one of those lines. She said what it's called, but you know that kind of dark line that you can get from, from like your belly button down? That, and I was like, I know, and I'm so mad I wanted one because Rihanna kept rocking her belly shirts and she had a line and I was like, I really wanted one, but I didn't get one. But I don't know. This worked for me and also just if it, whatever was in the cards for me in terms of stretch marks and body changes. I will say just a fabulous therapeutic experience. It was really relaxing, felt great, smelled really great, and I recommend it. So great. Okay. Here's something that I did while pregnant that I think is fun. And I did every day that I could. And that is vitamin D soaking my belly. And I learned about this in my class, which I'm about to tell you all about. But basically every morning, Morning sun is best, but you could really do it at any point. For 15 minutes, I would just expose my bump to the sun. And I would let it sit there in the sun. And also, I would do my back as well. And it felt good. It's like straight vitamin D into the baby. And I enjoyed it. I will say my stomach got dark from (laughs) sun tanning. And it is still much, much deeper toned than the rest of my body right now. Two months postpartum. So... Take that as you will. Some of us tan faster than others, and tanning is sun damage. Don't forget. So I'm just saying I did soak my belly in the sun, and I enjoyed it, and it was a fun ritual that I did. And I think the baby liked it too. So speaking of class, I highly recommend if you are a pregnant person, I don't care if you've been around a ton of babies and you feel like you're really feeling good about taking care of a baby someday soon, or if you 
think everything there is to know about being pregnant. Or if you're a person that's just like, eh, I like to wing it. I don't really want to overeducate. I don't want to learn anything. I really highly recommend taking a baby course, a pregnancy course. And there's lots of different places you could take them. I took one from a doula named Carson Meyer. She is a Los Angeles doula. And she's, I'm going to say a celebrity doula. But every person of all walks of life are welcome to learn with her and take her class. Her class is called Growing Together, and it's comprised of all pregnant people. It costs $750, which I know is a lot, okay? You hear that and you're like, what? I will say she does Instagram $100 off codes pretty often, so keep your eye out. Follow her on Instagram. But you get a lot with this class. I personally think it's worth it if you have the money. The class is called Growing Together. It is called an intimate and interactive virtual class for mamas-to-be hosted by birth doula Carson Meyer. It's a 12-week class. So you get 12 classes with that price. And um, listen, if you are pregnant and you don't know anyone else in your life that's pregnant, you need a community around you. You need people to discuss what's happening and bounce things off of them so you feel less alone this is a perfect way to get that. It's over Zoom, and there are people all over the world in this class. So it doesn't matter if you're listening to this and you're like, Jackie, I don't live in L.A. I live in blah blah North Dakota or blah blah South Dakota or blah blah somewhere. There are people in this class from all over. So, so I really think you would like it. You're not going to feel left out if you don't live in Los Angeles. I would say half of us lived in L.A. and half of us didn't. So this class goes over everything you could possibly need to know. You go over nutrition. That's nutrition for your pregnancy and for postpartum. You go over practices that prepare your mind and your body for the labor, hormone support, how to prep for your hospital birth or your home birth, evidence-based resources and information. They also do a class with your partner. So your partner comes and goes over everything you've been learning in the class. And I will say Ben was extremely impressed with the class and he was taking notes. and It was really cute. So you can bring your partner in. You go over breastfeeding a little bit. You go over postpartum care. You go over. It, there is kind of a hippy dippy doo dot element to it. There's some meditations. There's some journaling activities, things like that. So if you're super not into that stuff, then this class might not be for you. But it's fun when you're pregnant to really go there and use this as a time to just really experiment. And this class promotes that. But mainly out of all this stuff, I think building the community with other people that are pregnant is what I found the most helpful. The one thing about this class is that you get private ongoing group chat with your whole class as well as Carson who is truly super super knowledgeable any question you have about anything you're going through your symptoms the baby things that the doctor maybe told you you can say oh my gosh hey I'm experiencing this is anyone else and then Carson and the other people in the class can say me too or Carson will say you know what I recommend you do this and she'll send you links and after every class, you get an email that has all the links of things y'all talked about, product recommendations, half the stuff that I really ended up liking postpartum were stuff that I got from Carson and her recommendation. So I just think this is a great class. If you can afford it, if you can swing it, I think you would really enjoy it because I know my honeys and I know y'all's vibe. Okay. So I would, it would be really cool if a bunch of honeys, cause I know so many of y'all are pregnant or about to be pregnant or so it's exciting. 
take the class, check it out. Her website is carson-meyer.com and Meyer is M-E-Y-E-R, which also happens to be my son's middle name, but I did not name my son after Carson. No offense, Carson. Love you, sweetie, but it was just coincidence. If you're not interested in this class, if you're choosing to have a baby at a hospital, which I did, see if your hospital has classes. Mine has several classes and they were absolutely free for every person who was giving birth there, which was super exciting. And I'm just going to go ahead and shout out Huntington Hospital, which is where I had my baby. It's in Pasadena, California. If anyone in Los Angeles is listening to this and you're thinking about having your baby at Cedars-Sinai, no offense because I know people who had great experiences at Cedars, Huntington is the way to go. I cannot give enough praise to the labor and delivery department at Huntington Hospital. I had the best experience there. Spoiler alert, I had the best experience there. So if you happen to live on the northeast side of LA and you don't feel like driving an hour plus to Cedars to all of your birth appointments, giving birth, all of that, I really think you should check out Huntington. It was so fabulous. So shout out to Huntington Hospital and their labor and delivery department. They also offer free classes. They have a birth class, which I didn't take because I feel like I learned enough from Carson's class that I didn't need to, but I did take their breastfeeding class and their baby care class, which were both extremely helpful to me. So see if your hospital offers these classes. Also, the classes that were provided by my hospital actually have their own website called babyliveadvice.com. And I believe they have classes there and they might be free. So check out babyliveadvice.com. There's also a place in LA called The Pump Station. My friend Laura, who y'all know, who is on Nashville, who designed my house, she was pregnant as well as I was, and we were pregnant together. She did a lot of classes at the pump station. And again, you do not have to be in LA and really liked them. They also have a grandparent class, which is really fun. If you are having the first baby for your parents and it's their first grandbaby and they're really excited and maybe they haven't been around a lot of babies since you were born in the 80s or and you just want to kind of catch them up on the basics of being a baby. Because shit changes. Every five years, baby shit changes. They come out with new research. They change all the guidelines. So if you haven't been around a baby in five years, you don't know what's going on with the babies right now. So I highly recommend their grandparent class. You could even buy it for them as a present. Like, hey, we want you to really be up on what's going on with the baby. And this is kind of the guidelines we're following. And I believe it's only like 45 bucks and it's on zoom. So you could take it anywhere again. So check out the grandparent class at the pump station. Next up is we're continuing with education books. What pregnancy books do you read, honey? What pregnancy books do you read? Now I am now learning through my self exploration and my therapy, and my postpartum experience that I over-prepared. There is a thing, there is a such thing called over-preparation, and I definitely over-prepared because I was so anxious and worried about being a quote-unquote bad mom, and this is personal, and not everyone's going to experience this, but it just stems from honestly, from neglect that I experienced myself as a child. And I just think the fear of being like that to my child, I overprepared. And why I say overprepared is because when it comes to birthing, raising a baby, 
taking care of a child, there are so many different schools of how to do things. There are polar opposite ways of doing things. And I read every book. So all of the information that I was reading was mixing together and was contradicting each other. And it really stressed me out and was extremely difficult to navigate. So I don't want that to happen to y'all. If you find yourself, and I also know a lot of friends who literally didn't read a single book. And guess what? They're fine. Their baby's fine. So there's different ways of doing things. I don't think you need to over-prepare, but I also don't think you should go in completely blind either. Because let me tell you something. When you're sleep-deprived and tired and healing from a birth, and I can't even tell you how hard it is. Spoiler alert. I can't even tell you how difficult it is. And you don't know what the hell you're doing. And this is after I read every book and took every class and took notes. I still was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do right now? Getting your phone out and Googling while your baby's screaming and you're sleep deprived and you're wearing a diaper because your pussy's leaking blood. These are all things you don't want to be doing that. Okay. So do some prep and maybe take some notes and maybe read a book. So I'm just going to walk you through the books I think you should read and maybe some of the ones you shouldn't, okay? So don't stress out. The Emily Oster books. These have come up on Natchbue, and I feel like every time I read threads on the internet on what to read, what to look for when you're pregnant, the Emily Oster books always are on those lists. So Emily Oster, I believe she's an economist, but she's a huge researcher, and she has written several books, but the two that I'm saying you should read are Expecting Better and Crib Sheet. Expecting Better is the book about pregnancy and Crib Sheet is the book about postpartum. However, she does cover giving birth and the later part of pregnancy in that book. Now, in this book, she basically just goes through the flat research of all the things you hear. Like, you're not supposed to eat sushi when you're pregnant or if you don't breastfeed your baby, its IQ is going to be lower. All the stuff that we hear, but we don't really know the facts and the data behind it, she breaks it all down and just presents it to you. So it's very helpful for you to decide, okay, these are the actual percentages of the risks of the thing I want to do or the choice I want to make. or, And then you can kind of decide based on that the plan that you want to take. So read Expecting Better in Crib Sheet and maybe have your partner read Crib Sheet as well so that you can get on the same page about raising babies and what you want to do. It's a very matter-of-fact, fun, easy read. Get the two Emily Oster books, and I'll buy them for your pregnant friends as well. The book that is the book is What to Expect When Expecting. I did buy this book. I found it to be not super helpful, to be honest. There's a lot of things that I feel I could have YouTubed, and I did YouTube them as well as read them in books. So, YouTube is a huge tool that we could all utilize now. You can pretty much YouTube anything and watch it. And are there a bunch of cuckoos on YouTube that don't know what they're talking about? Yes. But there's also a lot of very knowledgeable, helpful people on YouTube. And you're going to have to find the channels that you like and watch them. What I would do is go on YouTube and however many weeks pregnant you are, say you're 13 weeks pregnant, type in 13 weeks pregnant on YouTube. And there's going to be videos like this is what happens to your body at 13 weeks. This is what your baby looks like. These are the changes you might be experiencing. And there's one called Channel Mum, M-U-M, and they're in England, but I really liked it. My friend Saul, shout out Saul, told me him and his wife watched him every week when she would hit her week marks. So I started doing that too. That to me is instead of what to expect when inspecting, you can do that or get it. 
it's up to you. It covers a lot of stuff in that book. It's extremely thorough. It covered things that didn't necessarily even relate to me. It talked about how to tell your boss you're pregnant, how to leave the office. Like I'm like, I don't need that. I don't have a boss. So it covers a lot. I'm not saying don't read it, but I just think YouTube University is very helpful. I will also say that a lot of the books that I read, as I was reading them, I would say, oh, we learned about this in Carson's class. Oh, Carson covered this. So again, if you actually do a virtual class, perhaps the books will be redundant for you and you don't need to waste your time reading them. Okay, two hippie books that I read that I ended up extremely liking is Ina May's Guide to Childbirth and The Fourth Trimester. Now, I will say these are aspirational books. Fourth trimester, basically what it's saying is, this is something that I didn't really realize, is that when a baby, a human baby is born, it is 100% helpless in every way. And that is rare. Most mammals, when a horse has a baby, the baby shoots out and can literally walk instantly. But we are born completely helpless. Technically, we're supposed to cook for three more months. We just physically can't because our host can't take it that much longer. Like we can't stay in the damn womb a whole year. Our bodies would burst open. So the fourth trimester is what they refer to the first three months of a baby's life. The baby is still extremely helpless. It doesn't understand what's going on. It screams all the time because it's uncomfortable because all it wants to be is back in that womb, warm, floating around in that amniotic fluid. So the book is all about how to nurture that time in your life. And I will say, I read it and I took notes and I was like, I'm going to do all of these things in this book. Did I end up doing them? No, because when a baby shoots out, it's a lot and you don't really have the time to be grinding up seeds and making tea and shit, okay? But I enjoyed the book. I found it really soothing and really interesting. So if you are more of like a hippie kind of gal person and or you have a friend who's pregnant who's really into shit like that, get Ina May's Guide to Childbirth and The Fourth Trimester. Highly recommend those books. Also, worth Googling spinning babies, okay? Spinning babies is a whole technique about how to get your baby in position and keep your body kind of cooking right. And again, very aspirational. We don't all have time to be doing 30 minutes of stretches and walking all the time and shit like that. You have to release and just say, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do this when I have the time to do this. I'm going to, but I enjoyed it. I didn't do everything it said to do every day because I didn't have the damn energy or the time, but I tried and I enjoyed it. And I will say, I think it was beneficial. So check out Spinning Babies. Oh, yeah. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, now we're getting to the good part. We're going to talk about my pussy. We're going to talk about pussies, pregnancy and pussies, okay? Now, we talked about belly prep. We talked about prepping the mind. We talked about the skincare. Now we're going to talk about vagina prep, okay? Now I'm going to reveal to y'all yet another one of my neuroses. 
I believe the stat is somewhere around 85% of people who give birth experience some kind of tearing of their perineum area. And I really, really did not want to tear. Okay. Now there's reasons for that. And I'm not going to super get into it. I will just say that my pussy has been very good to me and I enjoy my pussy very much. But my pussy has also experienced hard times and has experienced trauma in certain ways. And I felt personally that tearing might really trigger some of my trauma and it could be really bad for my mental health. So I wanted to do everything I could do to prevent the tearing. Now, you might just tear. It is what it is. The body heals. It's a powerful, beautiful thing. So I don't want any of my other honeys to be neurotic or worried about that. You're in good hands. Everything's going to be fine. But I wanted to just attempt to do everything I possibly could to not tear my pussy during birth. And that included some prep, okay? There are a few old wives tales about things and none of this is backed with science and I even think Emily Oster talks about this in her one of her books that says there's no proof that this does shit however did I do it yes I did honey number one raspberry leaf tea okay I drink raspberry leaf tea which I will say it sounds like it's gonna be good not the best tea I've ever had okay not super delicious tasting I started drinking raspberry leaf tea two cups a day, I believe starting at 37 weeks pregnant, and I would brew it real strong. I bought this big old bag of it of loose leaf, and I made it strong, honey, okay? I made it strong, and I would drink that every day. That is supposed to help the baby, it's supposed to help the baby shoot out slash get your pussy a little stretchier, okay? Now, Again, I'm not saying this is fact. I'm just saying I did this. I also started drinking okra water because I saw it on TikTok. Yes, I'm following TikTok advice now. That's where I'm at. And that was basically buying okra pods, slicing them open, soaking them in water, and drinking it. It was like drinking sort of like aloe vera water, but with a little bit of an okra taste. I would say it was great, but I did do this for a while until I got tired of driving and picking up okra and slicing it and soaking it. It was a whole thing. And then there are the famous dates, okay? Dates, the snack, the fruit. They call them due dates because apparently they make the baby come, okay? Now, I had friends DM me and say, oh my God, they worked. My baby was came right on my due date. It shot out. I know it's because I ate the dates. And then I have friends that said, I ate dates every day and I ended up going 42 weeks and had to have a C-section because my baby would not come out. So listen, do what makes you happy, okay? But I made these really delicious little date snacks. And it was, again, a TikTok recipe that I saw. And it was, you cut the dates in half, you fill them with almond butter, And you cover them in chocolate, you sprinkle nuts on them and a little salt, and then you dip them in chocolate and you freeze them. And they're like eating a little Snicker bar. They're delicious. And I ate one or two every single day for like the last few weeks of my pregnancy. They were good. Did it do anything? Listen, we'll see when we talk about my birth experience and what happened during my birth, okay? I don't know if they worked or not, but I did it. And the last thing I did, which I think is really the game changer, is the epino, okay? The epino. Now, let me tell you about what this is, okay? 
I have a friend, shout out Alexis, okay? Alexis lives in the UK, and she's a friend of mine that used to live here in America. And she told me she had a baby a few months before I did. Shout out Alexis. Alexis is a tastemaker. She's just one of my friends that always has the best of the best and knows what to get, and I trust her. And she told me about the Epino. The Epino is only available in the UK and in Europe and some of Scandinavia. So if you're listening to this and you live in America slash Canada, if you want one of these, you're going to have to either buy one on eBay and make sure you buy an unused one that has not been opened, okay? Or you have to get a friend who lives in Europe to order one to them and ship it to you, okay? And I really think that it might be worth your time. It might be worth this effort, okay? So the Epino, let me tell you what it is. I'm trying to, it's a modern day medical device is what the website says. It is a birth preparation tool. It says a team of gynecologists, midwives, and pregnant women developed the Epino pelvic floor muscle exerciser. There is a thing called perennial massage, perennial stretching that you can start doing once you hit the end of your pregnancy. Now you could manually do this. You can lube up your fingers and get in there and and kind of get that skin prepped. Or you can use this. The Epino is this device. And basically on one end, it's a balloon. And then there's a long cord and a little hand pump. And what you do is you insert it inside of you and you blow it up. And you practice birthing the balloon to an extent. And you can look at the little gauge and see how big you're getting it. And you slowly work your way up to 10 centimeters, which is how big you get when you're ready to push the baby out. And you can do this twice a day for the last couple of weeks of your pregnancy. And if you do this, the idea is that you'll stretch everything out and... You can also use it to do pelvic floor exercises, and it's just prepping your pussy for birth. Now, I did this, okay? I did this. Was it my most pleasant 10 minutes of the day? No, it was not. Did I really get to know myself while doing this? Yes, I did. Do I think it was worth the effort? I'm going to say yes, it was, okay? I'm going to tell you all about my birth next episode, but let me just preemptively tell you, I do think that this prep paid off. So if you happen to be a person who is worried about tearing, things like that, this might be something you want to look into. My friend Alexis did not tear, had her baby. Her other friend that she sent this to did not tear. And I don't want to ruin my, I don't want to ruin the story. Let's just say it worked, okay? I'm really pleased with the prep I did for my pussy. It worked. So look into the Epino. It's E-P-I-N-O, Epino. Okay, now we're going to talk about a couple other random things that I wanted to include. Tips and things. These are some products and things that you might experience while giving birth. The first thing I have here is don't register for baby clothes, (laughs) And the reason I say don't register for baby clothes is because people just buy you baby clothes because people want to dress the baby. So 
you would rather people spend money on the really expensive and nice products and things you need for the baby instead of buying you damn baby clothes. And they're going to buy you baby clothes anyway. So just don't put any baby clothes on your registry, okay? You'll end up with a lot of fucking baby clothes. Take it from me. If you're a person with a supported group of friends and people in your life and you're going to have a baby shower slash you're going to do a registry, just don't register for baby clothes, okay? You're going to get plenty of damn baby clothes. And we'll also say that in the first few months of your baby's life, they really don't leave much. If you're like me, you're at home and they're shitting and pissing and throwing up on everything. So they don't need nice clothes. I really recommend used clothes, borrowing them from someone. If you have anyone in your life who's had a baby before you, asking if you do, if they have any onesies for newborns slash, you know, zero to three months that, that they're not using. Don't invest in nice baby clothes for the little one when they're fresh out. Just don't. So don't register for like gap denim jackets for your newborn. It's just, it's a waste of your time and everyone's money. Okay. Also, I'm just going to go ahead and say that white cream and light colored baby clothes are bullshit and you do not want them. Okay. Why do they make white onesies? Your baby is going to shit on them. Okay. Your baby is going to have an ass blowout and shit on them and this shit color it's like a split pea soup. It is a color that we're all very familiar with, anyone who has had a baby around them in their life. It's going to stain and ruin these said white onesies. So don't buy your friend white onesies. Don't put white onesies on your registry. Only get deeper colored onesies or something that split green pea soup is going to look nice with, okay? It's just going to happen. It's just going to happen. White baby onesies are the patriarchy. White baby onesies are the patriarchy, okay? They're trying to keep women in the laundry room bleaching instead of joining the workforce, okay? Don't do it. Don't burden your friend with a white baby onesie. And don't put them on your registry. My other thing I have here is don't be a hero regarding symptoms and suffering. All kinds of crazy shit happens to you when you're pregnant. Shit I had no clue about. And I consider myself to have a good amount of pregnant friends or friends that have had kids. I had some wild ass symptoms. My acid reflux was by far the worst symptom I had. It was so bad. I never knew acid reflux could be so horrific. Like I'm talking my throat would be on fire. And nothing would stop it. I would sit up in the middle of the night and sob because I was so exhausted and it hurt so much. It wrecked my appetite. It was, just, it was horrible. But I was trying to be tough. And that's a fault of my own. I've always been that kind of person. I call myself in therapy a sufferer. Instead of fixing something, I just suffer. And I deserve better. And I need to ask for help more. So after a while, I couldn't take it anymore. And I finally asked my OB if I could get on a prescription strength acid medication. And, and let me tell you something. Night and day. It changed everything. So if you're experiencing symptoms, don't suffer. Ask your doctor for help. Okay? Same goes with I had UTIs. I had yeast infections. I had all this crazy shit happening with me. Because your body's just so sensitive and, again, you're hosting a little life in there and shit gets crazy. So ask your doctor for help. Ask your medical professional, your midwife for help. Don't suffer. It's not worth it, okay? Because a happy mommy makes a happy baby. And if you're going to be miserable, that's bad for the baby. And the baby needs food. Like, I couldn't eat. It was horrible. So 
just get the acid. I had people DMing me being like, what did you do? Now I'm having acid and I don't want to get on medication. I said, don't be a fucking hero. Get the medication. Okay. Don't be a hero. Get the medication. Okay. Now I've talked about on attribute briefly that I was attempting an unmedicated birth. And in order to do that, I studied hypnobirthing. Now I never got super into it. And I remember my friend Jacqueline, who's an acupuncturist who's been on attribute and who I talked about in my pregnancy getting pregnant episode. When I told her I was going to do hypnobirthing, she knows me. She's known me for a long time. She was like, I don't think that's for you. I'm just going to say it. I don't think that's for you. And I said, well, I'm lightly dabbling in it. So in case anybody is interested in this, and now this is a technique that can be used even if you do medicate. It's just a, a practice of getting your mind clear and it's really beautiful. There's an app that I downloaded and really enjoyed called Gentle Birth, okay? Now, this app just has meditations. It has really sweet, all different amounts of time. There's like a 10-minute, a 45-minute, just these really peaceful little meditations, and they give you a schedule. You log in, and it'll say, when are you due? And you say, I'm due this day, and then it'll give you like a daily little group of things to listen to. And I would listen to them in the bath. I would listen to them when I folded laundry. It does say you're supposed to sit and be silent and not doing anything. Obviously, I didn't do it exactly right, but I enjoyed it. And the woman on the app is this Scottish woman, and I do enjoy her accent. She would say, you are in a cocoon of calm. And I enjoyed her. So if you're a meditative person, I recommend the Gentle Birth app. Check it out. And it was really cute. When you go into labor, you can put it in labor mode. And then it'll give you a new set of meditations. And she's like, it's here. The day you've been waiting for. And I was like, I remember I was like sobbing like, oh my God, this is so powerful. So check out the Gentle Birth app. You're going to be uncomfortable when you're pregnant while you sleep. People love a pregnancy pillow. I tried two different ones and they didn't work for me. I could not get comfortable with them. I even tried a super fancy expensive one that a friend gave me. I hated it. But one thing that did work for me was a mattress topper. And I got this from Lori Yunkin, honestly. And because she's the influencer behind the influencer. The one that she sent me is from a brand called Viscosoft. Viscosoft. And it's called the Select High Density Mattress Topper. This thing was incredible. It basically just makes your mattress like foamy and you can lay on your side and it just fits your belly, fits your body. Because the whole thing is that you can't lay on your back when you're pregnant for very long. I think you can only lay on your back for a couple minutes at a time because the baby could, there's an artery that the baby could hit and cut off and then it will like choke. I don't know. I think Emily Oster actually debunks this in her book, but it's important. You have to be comfortable and you have to try and get sleep while you're pregnant. You absolutely need it. So Check out this mattress topper. And this actually goes for everyone. If your bed kind of sucks right now and you're like, oh, I can't afford a new bed right now, this mattress topper might be the solution to fix your shitty bed. I love it. And I've actually kept it on postpartum and I will never take it off. It's great. Visco Soft Select High Density Mattress Topper. They make them with infusions. You can get one that's infused with lavender or activated charcoal. I did the charcoal one. I didn't know if I would get sick of the lavender, but it does make sense because lavender helps you sleep. So if that sounds exciting to you, this could be really good for you. Check it out. Visco Soft. I will link all of this on Nashby.com. And I also just want to say that 
I have a mouth to feed now, and I've been really chill about hawking my links to y'all, but I've decided to be a little bit more obvious with them. So please, everybody, when you listen to Nashview, if you ever buy anything I recommend, please click the Nashview.com links because I might get a little kickback. I'm also going to open my Amazon storefront. I've been against it for a long time. But the fact of the matter is Amazon is extremely convenient. And when you're in a pinch and you got to have a product, you get it on Amazon. And I've tried to not do this. In fact, I go to stores and ask for things and they tell me we're out, we're out, we're out. Retail is having a hard time keeping up. So if you got to use Amazon, you got to use Amazon. Obviously, use it mindfully and thoughtfully. But I am going to open the Natchbue Amazon storefront. There is going to be a postpartum, a pregnancy, a kids section, a chooch section. Everything's going to be there. So please go and shop. And your girl gets a little kickback, so that's exciting. Get a giant exercise ball. Trust me, get a giant exercise ball. You're going to need it when you're pregnant. You're going to need it postpartum. That baby is going to love you sitting on that ball and bouncing it. Get a giant exercise ball. If you don't have one, trust me. Put it on the registry. Okay. Okay, here we go. Close. I think investing in maternity clothes is the patriarchy. It is completely unfair and shitty. That being said, unfortunately, you're going to need clothes to wear, okay? And they ain't cheap. My first recommendation is to buy them used slash borrow them slash have them given to you if possible. Go on Facebook and say, hey, anybody pregnant out, anybody who's had a kid, are you done with your pregnancy clothes? I'd love to take some of them off your hands. And you might get a few people in your life that are like, you know what? I actually do have a box in my garage that I don't need it or give them back to me so I can have them for my third kid, my second kid, whatever. Try to borrow if you can because it's expensive and you only wear these clothes for a few months. And it's like, do you want to invest in a whole damn wardrobe of clothes that you can't wear anymore? I don't. So try your best to borrow if you can. Buy used if you can. A couple products that I really liked. There's leggings. Everybody needs a legging. Now there's this one pair of Lululemons that everybody likes. I never got them because I live in California and I started, the end of my pregnancy got started getting real hot. And I think they're very thick and uncomfortable personally. So I use the Pod leggings. Pod is a maternity store. And these were given to me, but they're so cute and so comfortable. And I wore them non-effing stop. So I will link them on nashbeat.com, the exact ones I used. They're not super expensive either. So if you wanted to buy a pair new, this isn't a good investment. You will be wearing them for a few months. And then you could give them to somebody to use. The site that I talked about that I said had really cute pregnancy clothes. Now listen, I clicked every ad that was given to me. I googled. I looked at every website. A lot of them are like fake foreign websites with shady prices and things. This is a good company and I bought my stuff from them and I was extremely happy. I wore this really cute pink jumpsuit to my baby shower. I wore this really cute purple jumper to another friend's baby shower. I wanted like batty cute clothes and I found them And I didn't want them to be super cheap and really bad quality. The company is called Bump Biddy. Bump Biddy. B-I-D-D-Y Bump Biddy. Go on there. Check it out. Their warehouse is in downtown LA. And they have a ton of shit. They have plus sizes. They're cute. The prices aren't bad. The quality is good. I actually DM'd them and asked for a code for y'all. And they weren't willing to give me a cut. 
and the, I think it was only like a five or 10% off. So you can just, w- when the site pops up, it'll be like, would you like 10% off? Sign up. Just get the 10% off. Also, they have sales all the time. So check out Bump Biddy if you want like a cute outfit for your baby shower or a cute outfit for going out, going to a wedding or something while you're pregnant. That's not going to totally break the bank. Bump Biddy. I found it for y'all. You're welcome. They have a lot of stuff, okay? If you would like underwear while pregnant, I really liked the Pact undies, P-A-C-T. They have a pregnancy undie. I really liked it. I tried a lot of pairs, and I really liked that one. The bodily all-in-one panty, I bought a bunch of these. They're super comfortable. I will say, though, if you're having a summer baby, they're really thick, and postpartum, they're really thick, and they can be really hot. So if you have a winter baby, they might be perfect for you because they're very high up. But the bodily all-in-one panty, I really liked, and I'm wearing them postpartum as well. Get a bidet, okay? Now, you don't have to buy a new toilet. You don't have to spend $200 installing. Get one of those ones on Amazon that's like $45 and install it slash have someone install it. Get a bidet, okay? Just trust me without getting too personal. All this weird shit happens to your body while you're pregnant and postpartum changes occur in your digestion I think the bidet would serve you get the bidet okay get an add-on what's the one that tushy advertises on podcast get the tushy and while I was recording this episode an ad for tushy came on my Instagram and let me tell you something they make a pink bidet they make a pink bidet it would match my bathroom perfectly so tushy if you're listening send me the pink damn tushy I'm literally giving you a free ad. You don't even advertise with me, huh? Send me the damn pink tushy. If you're listening, get the bidet, okay? I haven't used the tushy, but I hear they're great. If not, I'm going to put one in my Amazon storefront, the one that I purchased. But I am willing to get rid of it if tushy sends me the pink tushy. Tushy, the ball's in your court. Okay? A little hack for morning sickness. And I will say morning sickness goes all throughout. Sometimes it's not just in the morning, it's at night. It's not just during your first trimester. It can be through all of them. The motto that I was told is never too hungry, never too full. Set a timer and eat every two hours. Just a little. The The hack that I received from my friend Dre, who's been on Nashville, is peanut butter toast because it's the perfect combo of fat, protein, and carbs. So if you eat one piece of toast with peanut butter on it every two hours, it will keep you from being sick. It, it'll help. Listen, morning sickness is hard. I also highly recommend getting yourself a birth doula. Doulas are just there to advocate for you and help you through your birth and help you through the pre and postpartum experience. My doula was worth every cent. Look into one and get one soon, okay? If you're listening to this and you live in LA, get one the first time you take your damn pregnancy test because they book up. The good ones book up. If you don't live in LA, maybe that's true as well, but I highly recommend looking into getting yourself a doula for your birth. And maybe I'll get more into this in my next episode. But if you're looking for how to get a doula, ask your mom friends, go on Facebook groups, check hashtags on Instagram, ask around, find a doula, because I can't even imagine my birth experience without my doula, honestly. I think they're worth the money and my doula was my therapist. My doula was my nutritionist. My doula was my pharmacist. My doula was my friend. My doula was my coach. My my doula has been wonderful. So get a doula. 
If you also are looking, thinking you might want some help postpartum in terms of a doula, a night nanny, things like that, book up fast. That's my advice. Book them fast. Book them early. Book them. Don't book them while you're going into labor. You got to line up this shit because it fills up, okay? There's also just so much that you're told to do. It's really nonstop. Pelvic floor, chiropractic, acupuncture, massage. There's so much. You just can't do it all. So I say this because I want you to give yourself grace. My last trimester, I remember being like, I'm going to run every morning. I'm going to, I didn't, okay? Because I was miserable. I had no energy and I barely moved because I couldn't. So give yourself grace. Everything's going to be great, okay? And I'm going to say this. The end is really, really, really rough, If you're pregnant right now and you're in your first trimester and you're super sick, I have a feeling that you might be really miserable at the end too. And that can be really hard. The end is hard because your anticipation and your anxiety about the big change you're about to go through and it's really stressful being so uncomfortable and everyone's asking you about the baby every second. Like once I hit my due date, I was getting 20 texts a day going, is the baby here? Is the baby here? And it was just really hard. I hear my baby screaming, actually. I'm going to go check on him. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Okay. Okay. Okay, I'm back. You know what? A new part of Netshbute is now going to be stopping when I hear babies crying. That's going to be something new that never happened before, but is now part of Netshbute. Don't worry, I'll always edit it out. Well, like I was saying, the end is really rough. I actually have a video of myself that I filmed maybe the day or two after my due date. By the way, due dates are bullshit if you didn't know that already. So if anyone out there is pregnant or you have somebody in your life that's pregnant, don't stress about the due date. Don't even ask them about the due date. Because the due date is bullshit. It's an arbitrary date that is based on the day of your last period. It has nothing to do with the day you conceived your baby, the day that the baby formed in your body, the day the baby comes. It has nothing to do with it. Barely any babies are actually born on this due date that they give you. And it's so stressful because that day comes and then you're still fucking pregnant and you're like, what the fuck? So it's just hard. So just don't be stressing out and asking your pregnant friend, like, hey, you you pregnant yet? The baby here? Just, it's rough, okay? So I filmed myself talking for seven minutes while sobbing, saying that I'm never going to do this again, and how hard this was, and how miserable I was, and how uncomfortable I was, and I haven't watched it back yet. I almost did right before I recorded this, and I even thought about inserting it into this episode. (laughs) But I'm not trying to scare people. Because here's the thing, okay? Pregnancy is beautiful in its own experience that I will never, ever take for granted. And I don't regret it at all. And I'm honored that I got to experience it. But it was also very difficult. And the reason that the end is so difficult is because 
if you choose to go into labor naturally without medical intervention, which is now an option that we do have, the unpredictability could drive you insane because the anticipation gets so strong. You're so uncomfortable and all you want is to go into labor, but you have absolutely no control over it. You have to exercise patience like you've never exercised patience in your life. And all of this is to set you up to experience patience and understanding for the rest of your life as a parent. Because once again, there is a person now in your life that you cannot control and is an unpredictable person. So I think that's why this is part of the experience is because you must learn patience. You must exercise patience, understanding. Two things that I definitely have gotten more of as I've gotten older, but this experience puts it to the test and really gives you a crash course. And that is why the end is very, very difficult. But I just want to be honest with you. Being pregnant, now some people are freaks and they have a lovely pregnancy. They barely even know they're pregnant. They don't feel anything. If that's you, I'm so happy for you. But a lot of us have a really rough time and it's absolutely miserable. And I'm not going to lie to y'all because you look to me for truth and I'm going to tell you the truth. It's hard. But I will also say that we're tough and our bodies are made to do this. So you will survive it. And then you're not even going to remember how bad it was. I don't even remember hardly. If I wasn't a petty Scorpio that never forgets anything, then I probably would be sitting here telling you it wasn't that bad either. But because I'm a petty ass Scorpio and somebody wrongs us, we don't fucking forget. I don't forget. I don't forget the pain. I don't forget the uncomfortableness. I don't forget how miserable I was, even though it was two months ago and I honestly barely remember it so like I said amnesia is built into the experience now we are going to discuss the questions that the honey sent in and then we're going to get out of here okay so the first question somebody sent is how did you know you were ready to be a mom and I have a lot of insight on this to be honest the first thing I'll say is that if you have a pet that you love and treat like a child then you're ready to be a parent Okay, that is your maternal instinct, honey. Ding dong, maternal instinct calling. If your dog is your baby, if your cat is your baby, if your guinea pig, if your um, gila gila lizard, if they're your baby, then you are ready to have a baby. That is your clock ticking, okay? And I didn't realize that. If you take care of your plants and you baby your plants, that's your maternal instinct. So if you find yourself doing that, then maybe it's time. If you want, obviously, if you want. But also, I'm 37. I bought a house. I have a good partner. I've done a lot of work on myself in terms of therapy and things. It was time for me. I finally really thought I was ready. But I will also say, you're never really ready. So I think it's just when it happens, it happens. And it's going to be wonderful and perfect. The timing will be what it needs to be. Okay? I'm listening back to this and I just wanted to add something or clarify something. Yes, I take care of my dog and I love my dog and she was my baby before I had a baby. But that doesn't necessarily mean, oh, I want a baby just because I treat my dog like a baby. I'm just saying that is the maternal instinct in you is the way that you treat your animals. How did I know I wanted a human baby? When I went through my divorce... And I was on the ground of my apartment and my whole head went blank. And I said, you know what? If I leave the planet, I think I'd be okay. Because 
I don't know if I'm going to get off the ground right now. As soon as I put my hands flat to lift myself up, I saw me as a mother in my head. And I said, oh, that's my reason. I'm getting up because I want to be a mommy and I want to have a family. And if I don't get off the ground right now, that's probably not going to happen. So I'm now going to make that happen. I'm going to do the work. I'm going to work harder. I'm going to do everything I can because it's this deep desire in my body, in my mind, in my heart. And so I did. So if you're not feeling that, maybe you're not ready. Get a plant. (laughs) Get a plant. There's some that are really easy to take care of. (laughs) Okay, somebody asked about stretch marks. Already went over that. I want to have kids, but being pregnant freaks me out. Any tips? I completely get that. I'm one of those people who I hate knowing what's going on in my body. I hate body stuff. I hate blood, surprisingly. Some people are actually surprised to hear that. I don't like knowing what's going on. Like if I'm listening to a podcast or Howard Stern and somebody starts talking about blood or the inside of their bodies, I get really weak and have to turn the channel. I get lightheaded. I hate blood. I hate internal body talk and knowing what's going on and how my body works. I hate it. And I knew that that would be hard for me in terms of, oh my gosh, how am I going to survive birth if I can't stand blood, if I can't stand stuff like that. And I did it. I did it fine. Because when you're pregnant and going through birth, your body will create hormones and do all kinds of things in order to get you through the process. Your brain actually slows down, I want to say 50%. So you actually aren't even thinking like you normally think. My, My OB calls it lizard brain. You become a reptile. You become another being. It's really crazy. So your body will provide what you need in order to get you through the experience. So that's, there's that. But I'll also just say that you're going to, you're tougher than you think you are. You're tougher than you think you are. And uh, somebody else had a question about, I'm terrified of pregnancy and it's scary. You don't have to have a, you don't have to be pregnant to have a kid. Okay. Especially now with all these laws going into place where people can't get abortions, there's going to be a lot of kids and babies that need parents that need people to take them. So maybe you adopt a child. So just look into all these options. You're going to be okay. If you don't want to ever be pregnant, you are going to be okay. And you're going to have a fabulous life. You can have whatever life you want, honey. Okay. How to get over gender disappointment. Now I was pretty honest in my last episode when I discussed that when I found out my baby is a boy, I cried. I I sobbed for days And the reason I was so disappointed was because I only really wanted to have one biological child. And that was a decision that I've made before I even considered having children. And there's lots of reasons why. One of them being I consider myself an environmentalist. And being vegan, I feel like I just offset all my vegan years by having a child because I created a human. So listen, I'm at a net zero now. So I don't want to have any more children biologically. But I don't want to put all that onto y'all. Do what you need to do and what you want to do for your life. I always just wanted a little me. And that's, I guess, the reason everybody has kids. Because we want to see ourselves and relive our life through the eyes of a child. And that's the reason we all have kids, right? But I realized that the universe provides. And whether whether or not I know the reason, 
the universe wanted me to have this little being be me, be my little being. And I trust the process. And yes, I'm crying. Y'all know I get emotional really easily. It is like a hundred times worse now that I have a baby. I'm like the most emo, sensitive crier lady. The universe wants you to have the baby that you get. And I have faith in that process. For whatever reason, I was destined to be a boy mom. And I trust that and I honor that and I'm fine with it now. I wouldn't have any other way. This little baby is supposed to be my baby. So try to take that into consideration and practice gratitude. And maybe he'll watch Drag Race with me. We don't know. I also, to be honest, I don't think Generation Alpha is going to adhere to the gender binary at all because it is kind of silly and archaic and we're slowly breaking away from it as a society and I'm fine with that and I think our kids are going to see through all that crap and just live their life and be who they want to be and so really it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the gender of your child. Okay, somebody said itchy pussy relief tips. itchy pussy relief tips. You know what? Go to the doctor. Get, you got something going on. You have a UTI or you have a yeast infection. They're very common in pregnancy. I suffered for weeks before I finally just went to the doctor and she swabbed me and she gave me a damn pill and it went away. Go to the doctor is my advice for itchy pussy. Okay. So happy for you. Were you able to remain vegan throughout your pregnancy? Yes, I was. And I'm very proud of that. And it was not easy. I believe you're supposed to have 80 or a hundred grams of protein in your third trimester. Did I do that? No. Every day I did not do that. I tried and I worked my ass off and I was really neurotic about it. But at the end of the day, you do what you got to do. And those are guidelines and the guidelines don't necessarily adhere to every single person and their needs. And that's something that you always have to remember. If something's going on, you're like, well, I'm supposed to be this by this date. And this is supposed to happen. It's like, "Mm, those are guidelines. Everybody's different. The one thing that I did basically every day, and I really think it made a difference, because I'll just say this, I had a healthy baby and I had a healthy pregnancy. I made a protein shake every single day, and it was a very high protein protein shake. I basically used the Antony's recipe from Queer Eye. There was a Queer Eye episode last season where he made a protein shake for somebody. And if you Google like Antony Queer Eye protein shake, it will give you the recipe, but I'll also put it on the Nashview.com episode guide. I made this protein shake slash Ben made it for me every single day. And it's just protein powder. I use the Sprouts vanilla protein powder if you have a Sprouts near you. And then it was a milk of choice. There's this milk that I'm obsessed with. It's not cheap. It is called Three Trees Oat and Seed Milk. And this milk has seven grams of protein for per cup, which is very high. Us vegans, we need a lot of protein added in places, and that's a great place to put it, but it's $7 for a tiny bottle, so I realize it is not cost-effective for most people, but it's kind of my, like, one indulgence at this point. And then I put pumpkin butter, almond butter, chia seeds, and mix it in a banana, and I mix it all up, and there's, like, 40 grams of protein in this one shake when you do it the way I do it. And that would be, every single day I would have that on top of my meals, and my food. So you have to be very high protein. If you remain vegan in your pregnancy, you have to sneak it in everywhere you can. And you have to drink like a giant shake like that every single day. I did it. I'm very proud. I did it. I'm still remaining vegan throughout 
breastfeeding and everything's going really well. So it is possible if that's something that you want to do, do you, honey. Okay. I'm proud of all of y'all out there who stick into your guns and your regimen. Okay. Somebody said most surprising pregnancy symptom. I would say the acid reflux was my most surprising. I did not know that was a thing because my sister didn't have any when she was pregnant. I had it horrific, 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 but there's so many things y'all bleeding, nosebleeds, your gums get really sensitive, your butt, your pussy act different, your hair, it just all kinds of crazy shit. Y'all basically, if you're pregnant and something weird happens to you and you Google it, you'll be like, Oh, Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. There's just so much. So just buckle up and don't be scared and just know that everything's going to be okay. And once again, I stress the importance of having a community around you during this experience so you can bounce things off of other pregnant people and make sure that you're not losing it. When I was in Carson's class, we have a WhatsApp thread for the whole class throughout the entire class and even after the class. It's still popping, y'all. This thread is still popping after we've all had our babies. Hey, my pussy itches. Hey, my throat is burning from acid reflux. Hey, anybody else have bleeding gums? And there's 20 other pregnant people on the thread. And somebody's going to go, same, same, honey. I feel you. What did you use? I used this. It worked. Oh, really? Great. I'll try that. It's so important to have community. And our system sets us up for failure because it takes a village, doesn't it? And a lot of us don't have a village. I don't have a village. I live with Ben and Chooch. Okay? And they're great. But they don't know anything about itchy damn pussies. You know what I mean? So make sure you get a community around you if you can. That's why I think Carson Meyer's class is so great or another class of some kind is really, really helpful during this experience. Did you have anxiety or trouble sleeping during your pregnancy and how did you deal with it? Of course I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I got comfortable. Like I said, the ViscoSoft mattress pad worked really well. I tried to do the thing where you don't look at your screen for two hours before bed, an hour before bed. I would stretch every night. That was really nice. Like I said, the gentle birth app, I would do the sleep meditations on that. I would try. I would breathe in and breathe out really deeply five times, things like that. It's just really, really rough at the end. The anxiety gets really bad because you're like, oh my God, I'm about to have a child. What have I done? It's all normal. It's all really normal to have those feelings. And I feel like they are inevitable. So somebody said, where did you get your maternity clothes? I already covered that. Did you enjoy being pregnant? This question is hard to answer. I enjoyed it in the sense that I made a person and I made a person with my favorite person. And that is a privilege and an honor that I will never take for granted. And it is an experience that I'm honored I got to experience because it's something very, very sacred and special. Not everyone gets to do it. And I'm honored that I did. That being said, it was very hard and it felt like it lasted forever, even though it only lasted nine months. And I don't want to do it again. So there's my answer to that. But I w- if you just straight up said, did you enjoy being pregnant? My answer would be no, I did not. Because there are women who love it, who love it. And honestly, I wish that for all of you. I hope all of you listening to this, I hope you're one of those bitches that's like, oh my God, I love it. I, I hope that's you. For your sake, I hope that's you. Okay, next. We're trying and I have a lot of anxiety on this. Is I easier than expected and any hacks? I think you're asking about pregnancy. Like, was it, was getting pregnant easier than expected? Yes, it was. It was for me. 
and I didn't know what to expect. And again, I talked about this on my getting pregnant episode. You know what? Go back and listen to that episode because I'm already at an hour 14 and I got to get y'all out of here. Go back and listen to Getting Pregnant with Jackie J. And I cover this. Once again, I'm not a specialist. I am not a fertility expert. And I realize that it is extremely difficult for a lot of us to get pregnant. And I got pregnant very easily. And I'm very grateful for that. But there's help out there. And all I got to say is I hope that every honey listening that wants to have a baby gets to have their baby. That's what I wish for all of you. And I wish you peace. And I wish you comfort. And I wish you all of the luck in the world to make that happen for yourself if that's what you want. And there's so many different ways and avenues. They require resources. They require time. They require a lot of things. So I I wish all of you the path that you want. That's what I'm going to say about that. The last question that I have here is one thing you wish you did differently in pregnancy. And again, this is a complicated question. I think back on it and I'm like, oh, I wish I would have gone to the pelvic floor specialist. Oh, I wish I would have done chiropractic more. All these things. Actually, I did go to the chiropractor a lot. We'll talk about that in the next episode. But I think chilling out. Chilling out and really trying to enjoy the experience more. And it's it was not easy. Like I said, I would consider, I, I had a pretty hard time. But I was just so worried about doing everything right, learning everything, taking care of every inch of me and prepping. And I didn't have the time to do everything still. There were these little yoga classes that I would watch on YouTube and I would skip a day and I'd be like, I didn't do my yoga. What am I going to do? I'm a bad mom, like whatever. So I would say take things one day at a time. Take things one day at a time. Don't look at the calendar. I have a little app that would show me like this day your baby's the size of this. And I would like skip ahead three weeks and be like, oh, look, my baby's going to be the size of this. And it's like, no, just take it one day at a time. You're not going to be pregnant forever. Depending on how many children you decide to birth, the amount of time you're going to be pregnant in your life is actually very small compared to the rest of your life. Unless you're like, damn, what's her face? Duggar with 25 kids. But I would imagine most of you, that's not the case. So you're not pregnant for that long in your life. Really try to just practice gratitude and take it day by day. Don't get focused on this due date. Don't get focused on each milestone. Just take it day by day. Be kind to yourself and just know there's no way to be the perfect pregnant lady, the perfect pregnant person. You're not going to be able to do everything that you want to do and take every class and every book and stretch and fucking run and all this shit, okay? And I'll also say this, most people that you follow on Instagram that are look, oh, look how perfect I am. My pregnancy is so perfect. They're probably going through something and they're just not sharing it. Okay. So don't compare yourself. Every person's journey is different and you have to honor that and just know that they're probably going through something that they're not sharing. Also try to just live day by day. I hear my baby again. Can y'all hear him? Maybe you can hear him very faintly in the distance. He's here and I'm in here working. But that's my full pregnancy episode. I'm going to go ahead and put all of my product baby registry recommendations in a mini episode because I know that that information might not be pertinent to everyone. And honey, we do love extra content, don't we? So that's going to be on a mini next week. 
So if you're pregnant, you have pregnant friends in your life, listen to that episode. I'm going to list everything. And then we are going to have my birth story, and I cannot wait to share it with y'all. I cannot wait. I've been waiting for two months, and now is the time. That's going to be next week. I'm truly thrilled and honored to share this with y'all. I took extensive notes and even have some audio recording for y'all. So get excited for that. And I wish all of my honeys well in their journeys into parenthood slash not parenthood. Because again, if you don't want to have kids, I highly respect that and think that's wonderful that you know that. We're going to get into all that and it's going to be fun. And I'm even going to bring Ben in to answer some questions as well that y'all had for him. Okay, I hope that covered everything. That was a lot. I've been talking for an hour and a half by myself and my room. And I really hope that y'all had fun listening to this and that you learned something and that it was helpful to anybody. Until next time, I'm going to see y'all next week. Don't forget to cream your neck and keep, uh, you, you know what? I'm kind of rusty. It's been a few months since I've recorded Nash Butte. So I'm just going to say you deserve to be happy. Yeah, I'm talking to you. And don't forget to cream your neck and keep your fringe fresh. 